lovers, this is your editor-in-chief, and it's time again for Mom on Pop. It's the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know where you love her, weighs in on all sorts of pop culture, TV, movies, video games. It's been a while since we did a video game, isn't it, Mom? Yeah, very long time. This time we are talking about the $100,000 Pyramid and Match Game, both parts of ABC's Summer Sunday Fun and Games lineup. But first, of course, there's a little catching up to do, and we've got the debut of Mom's uh, podcast advice column. This, this is—it's been a while since we did an episode, so this is going to be a packed one, Mom. Jam packed. <laughs> What's going on in your part of the world, your neck of the woods, as uh, Al Roker used to say, and maybe still does? Because <laughs> who really cares what he's saying anymore? Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, it's summer. It's hot. Yeah. Lots of swimming, although I have my horse trough, so. Your horse trough? Yes, I bought a horse trough last year that I enjoy sitting outside and reading in, filled up with water, not empty. <laughs> right, so you just sort of, you fill this, this is something horses would drink from normally. That's right. Right, but you fill it with water from the hose and sit down in it, is that how it works? That is correct. And uh, do the local paparazzi try to snap shots of you in there or what? It's in the backyard, Johnny. Okay, so it's hidden from view. Yes. Do you think you're the only person in town who bathes in a vessel designed for horses? (laughs) I think it's a a very genius idea. (laughs) One of many uh, swimming setups you've had in the backyard over the years. What are some of that? We had a huge pool for a while. Yes, we, that was a small, soft pool. Yeah. That was nice, but very, what a pain in the neck to clean. It's, you know, chemicals. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not into that. And then you so had a, after it turned a solid green, I took it to the dump. Yeah. I, <laughs> and uh, you had a kiddie pool in the backyard many times. I had a kiddie pool a couple times. But the uh, horse trough is superior to the kiddie pool? It is, because you can submerge your whole self in it. Yeah, that's nice. Yes, it is very nice. I like it, because sometimes when I'm out there, the groundhog comes out, and uh, that's as close as I can get to him. My summer so far has been a series of medical procedures. Uh, Well, I only know of one. Let's hear it. Maybe not procedures, but uh, Anna, you know, we we have Leo now. And uh, as you know, last year I started getting in shape a little more because I thought, geez, I should be I should be in better health for my son so that I can be a father to to him for a very long time. Ah, Well, who cares about my wife? Uh, No, but for my family, I should be taking a little better care of myself. I have a bad back and I wasn't very strong. And that's for your father. Yep. Now I am uh, much stronger, and uh, my back doesn't hurt me nearly as much. That's nice, but I still hadn't... I don't like to go to the doctor or the dentist. I don't know that anybody does, but over time, I think I hadn't been to either... I hadn't been to the doctor for about five years. This is going to be embarrassing to admit, but I hadn't been to the dentist in like 10. That's really embarrassing. It's bad. It's bad. I know. I am diligent about brushing and flossing and all that, uh, so I actually wasn't in bad shape. You know, the dentist said, you're right. actually doing pretty okay. So there was that. But So it's just been... A, and and that, isn't that what we all strive for? Pretty okay. Pretty okay. I'll tell you, none of my teeth are falling out. I didn't have any cavities, so <laughs> uh, pretty good. And then I had this thing on, this black line on my fingernail, um, 
which it turns out is a mole on my nail matrix. And of all the parts of the body where you could get a mole, uh, this is one of the least convenient, I'll, I'll say. Because but they, at least we can talk about it. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's, it can be discussed in public. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had the biopsy for that. And uh, let me tell the listeners, I don't recommend that. I don't Ooh, recommend them having to biopsy. I heard it, and I don't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole process because I want people to actually keep listening to the podcast. But it I, it was uh, an unpleasant day. Well, when they when you talk about... Peeling back your cuticle, yeah. I think that's where we all just kind of lose our lunch and move on. Yeah, yeah, that's Ugh. what gives me the shivers. When the uh, doctor is strongly encouraging you not to watch the procedure, that's a good sign that it's yes. kind of an ugly thing. Yes. Uh, but I'm in good health. I can't complain. I have a wonderful baby boy. So I think the both of us are having a nice summer. Hey, have you been playing any Pokemon Go this summer? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Um, I think I understand the bare bones of it, uh-huh. and I guess I would support the idea that it gets you out of the house mm-hmm. and moving, but I believe there have been two dead bodies found. I did see two stories, yeah, about Pokemon Go players uh, finding well, dead bodies. One was in Nashua. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, and did it solve a cold case? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it was a pretty fresh body, fairly fresh. You know, the, all these stories, the dead bodies and other, you know, people, you know, like a guy in his car running into a tree and people playing at the mm. Holocaust Museum and whatnot. Right. It seems like all these stories are just factors of people uh, who aren't used to going outside, going <laughs> outside again. Right. <laughs> going you know, out into the world. I like that. I thought of it more as this is what what video games have done to us. We don't even know how to act properly in public. (laughs) That was my take on it. Well, I love... uh, Look, I have no interest in the game. I'm part of... I just missed the Pokemon moment. You know, I'm just a little too old for it, and I never really got into it. And I had plenty of other video game obsessions to occupy me, so I never found a need to cultivate an interest in it. Um, But I do... I love the enthusiasm people have for it and if anything's going to be a hit with all the other terrible things going on in the world right now and it seems so relentless i am loving that this is a craze in the united states right now and then i saw an article in uh today's or online today i guess that said um playing pokemon um the government can track you (laughs) think oh my god really you're so naive if you think they don't know everything you're doing and Touching and talking and, you know, really, is that even a fact anymore? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So you've just given in to the surveillance state, it sounds like. Oh, you know, I have nothing to hide. (laughs) I have nothing to hide. What do you know? What do I care that they know I went to the mall? I don't care. Yeah. You know, I still don't get those loyalty cards like at the at CVS every time they ask you if you got the CVS card. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'd save money because it's right around the corner and we get stuff there all the time. But I don't just I don't like them tracking what I'm buying that closely. I agree. And, you know, here's the other thing that's stupid is you if you go in and say vitamins are on sale. This is how I buy my vitamins Mm -hmm. Uh, at about uh, six months at a time. If they're on sale, I get a whole bunch, buy it all. And then you go up to the counter and they give you a coupon for your next purchase within the next month. If you buy vitamins again, 
Well, I'm not going to need vitamins. For yeah, six yeah, months. you just so bought save them. the paper. Uh, the length of the receipts you get at the drugstore is oh, astonishing. Absolutely crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It's too bad you can't use it for something good like wallpaper or toilet paper. I know. Or something I go in to get a half gallon of milk, and I've got a, something <laughs> longer than the Constitution in my hand. Six coupons, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, that's this modern world. Speaking of this modern world, Mom, you got some uh, binge-watching recommendations on the I Twitter. Did. Is that right? I did. And I understand you've uh, chosen uh, one or two to discuss here. We got a packed show, but let's get to this real quick. Uh, were you satisfied with the suggestions? I thought they were all good. Um, some of them I knew. Some of them I already don't like. <laughs> and... <laughs> Well, you know, because I tried them, but some of them um, I have never heard of. And one of them I think Anna watched was Freaks and Geeks. Is that one she used to talk about? Sure, yeah. So I might give that a try. I think, you, I think you'd enjoy that. That's a classic for sure. And not terribly long either. Right, right. Um, somebody suggested Lost, which I just about lost my mind near the end of that, so... Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I was surprised nobody suggested Happy Valley, which I did enjoy. Well, let's not talk about the ones people didn't suggest. What are some What are some good ones? Trey House here suggested Terriers. Did you consider that? I'll see that on my list. I've got it here. June 22nd. Oh, here it is. Yep. Yeah. Slings and Arrows. Do you know that one? I don't know that one at all. Uh, Flight of the... Flight of the Concords. Yep. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, just by the title, right? Do you know anything about that? No. It's about this uh, It's this New Zealand music group. Uh, that's another short one. It was on HBO. Uh, quirky. I, I wanna, I'd be interested to hear what you think of that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. Let's give a little credit to the people who suggested, who made these uh, suggestions you like. So who suggested Flight of the Concords? I didn't write down anybody's name. <laughs> I love them all. They know I appreciate it. I hope they know. Okay. Uh, that was Pat Smith. Pat Smith suggested that. Oh, Bored to Death, he suggested, too. That's a that's a nice light series. Okay. Um, takes a little bit to get going. Maybe I'd start with the third or fourth episode of that one. But, uh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. I don't believe in that, Johnny. You do it all. Oh, really? I believe in starting wherever you want. Just jump in. And then figure it out? Uh, yeah. That's right. how TV works. It's designed that way so that you can jump in at any time. Well, you know, I'm from the 50s. I started at the beginning. Well, in the 50s, TV was even more that way. Well, you had to start at the beginning. No, where and each episode was pretty self-contained. I mean, a show like Lost, you can't really, you can't jump into the middle quite as easily on Lost, although I think you still can. Um, well, towards the end, you could have just shot yourself up with drugs and watched it for all the sense it made. <laughs> okay. Not that I am condoning that. <laughs> Somebody suggested The Wire. We tried to watch that. I couldn't understand more than three words per show. Because <laughs> all the accents. I guess. Yeah. Uh, why don't you put the subtitles on? Well, um, I just learned how to do that. Oh, great. Well, maybe you can go back to The Wire. That's certainly worth it. Well, I've heard a lot of good things about it. All right. So if you binge on any of these, we'll check back in if we uh, do more shows this summer, which I certainly hope we will. 
All right. Now, Mom, last time uh, we did a show, which, again, was a little bit ago, but I put out a solicit for people to uh, ask you some advice. And uh, so we and have... through a... the dozens of dozens of responses, right. we have chosen this letter. <laughs> we did not... We got... You know, people usually really respond to a Mom on Pop request, but we did not get a ton of uh, responses to this one. And so I am encourage, encouraging you, if you want advice from Mom... Uh, send your question to askmom at avclub.com. That said, well, we did not get a ton of responses. The quality of the uh, letter that we're going to read today is quite wonderful. It's excellent. It's from Odd Duck, a long time, and uh, speaking of quite wonderful, a quite wonderful AV Club commenter. Odd Duck has just always been a splendid member of the community. Uh, And now we have this question from him regarding uh, bathrooms, which... A favorite topic of yours, if I may be so bold. Definitely. Or a top, an area of expertise, let's put it that way. There you go. Ready? Yes. Here's the question. Hello, Mrs. Tatey. First of all, very polite. Nice Lovely. start. My question concerns workplace restroom etiquette. I'm a guy, and my workplace only has unisex restrooms. I've been employed for two and a half months, and I work in a double office with three older ladies. My first day, I was directed to use the restroom at the end of the hall, which is often dirty and unpleasant. However, our office does have a toilet-slash-storage-room combo en suite. I would like to... Toilet-slash-storage room. Isn't that a great combo? Man. (laughs) Yeah, excuse me while I get a box of paper clips, right? (laughs) Uh, Duck continues. I would like to use the one that's closer to me and cleaner, since I only go number one at work and I either put the seat up, then back down or carefully clean it in case of any spillage. After almost three months on the job, do I have any right to ask to use this one? Should I wait for them to bring up the subject? Or should I just accept that the ladies have claimed it as their own and all they see when they look at me are yellow puddles? I know I shouldn't be bothered by this, but they walk ten paces right by my desk multiple times a day to use it, while I'm supposed to walk for more than 45 seconds to reach the other dirty one. I'm also often directed to get stuff out of the storage room, and I have to look at it and know that I can't use it. They're flaunting it. Thank you in advance for any help with this complicated matter that I wouldn't dare discuss with anyone else. Signed, (laughs) Odd Duck. (laughs) Okay, great letter and a tricky problem. Not really. Okay, what do you think, Mom? I think not really. But first, let me say... I can appreciate the angst that goes mm. with the bathroom. Absolutely. And I don't know why we all use a bathroom. Right. And why is it so shameful to have to poop not at your own house? Yeah. Yeah. Why does it have to be such a trial? Why is that? Where does that come from? I guess it's just such a private thing that even though everybody does do it, everybody also does do it in private. So it just exists on that in that weird gray area between public and private. It's 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 a strange social problem, and I think that this letter really gets at that weird nether region of social propriety that it occupies. Right, right. It's like we all know that you. It's a little bit like sex. Like we all yeah. know that that's happening, but we don't really want to talk about it yeah uh, but well, I would I hope that <laughs> I, I would hope that going to the bathroom was less emotionally complex <laughs> although I don't know <laughs> no I don't think it is I think sex is more straightforward <laughs> maybe don't so. you maybe so <laughs> this is 
confusing and so so I mean I used to try to to do it as quickly as possible so that everybody thought oh she's just tinkling. <laughs> Why? All right. Well, you started out saying this was a simple problem and now we're talking about how uh, fraught it is. So what do you think? What is your answer for Odd Duck? Well, I think since he has used that bathroom without anybody commenting that he can, in his own mind, because this has to be something that he ha- that he does for himself in his own mind, he has to just say, I forgot I was directed to use another bathroom, and I'm just using the bathroom we all use in this office. But he's gone months without you. He hasn't used this clean bathroom. I he, thought he said he has used well, it. Well, he gets stuff out of the store, out of the storage part of it. But he oh. hasn't. He hasn't used this one. Oh, I misunderstood. When why isn't his bathroom being cleaned? Well, who knows? That's a that's another issue. Well, maybe he should ask somebody. Why isn't this bathroom clean? Well, he still has to walk. I mean, forty five seconds. That's a pretty long walk to the bathroom. So I think the proximity is as much a part of it. But let's put aside the fact that he hasn't used it yet. Does I think your advice still applies? That he should. So he. You think he should just start using it and not even ask. I do. What if they give him the stink eye when he walks out the first time, though? Because it's pretty close well, to their... Cares? I mean, what is, what is he lesser than that he has to use the dirty bathroom and they get to use the clean one? Well, I think that's his question. He's being made to feel lesser than. Yes, I agree. And I think that's wrong. I would go to... to and if he really wants to solidify it, I would go to human resources and just clarify that. Hmm. I wonder if his uh, workplace has a human resources. He doesn't say what type of place he works at. Well, let's assume what kind of place he works at. Okay, so he should, but your advice is you think he should just start using it, and, yeah. but if he's nervous about that, that he should check with human resources for. But your advice is not to talk it over with, his, uh, with the ladies who he shares the office with. I don't think he has to. Yeah. Do you? Um. I don't think he has to, and I like your advice of just start using it, but I also think that after three months on the job, as he as he says, yeah, it's funny because he's cause already he, set a precedent. Yeah, he puts it after almost three months on the job, do I have any right to ask to use this one? And I think he, he does, but the problem with asking, of course, and I think this is what you're getting at, is that they could say no, because right. they seem like the type, maybe. Right, that's what, that's what I'm assuming, because... They're older women, so, you know, they're thinking he's a younger guy, but I think if he's very polite about using it, he has every right to use it. Okay. Okay. So you think... But I think he has to say in his... You know, I think the real problem is in his own mind now. Well, yeah. How are you going to pull that off? You know, like, is he going to stand up and stretch and say, hey, I think I'm going to take a dump yeah. now, I guess I'll, and then he go in and use the bathroom, you know, I to announce it and whatever. Does he have to go in and always pretend he's getting another pencil and shut the door and use it? And <laughs> Right. If that's right, he could just pretend to be going in there for business, but actually use it for business, right? Yes. Uh, he has plausible deniability to a certain extent, uh, especially if he's only using it for number one. 
if you catch my drift, uh, the evidence is well, easy, of that is clear. easier to conceal. Uh, I also now here's I know this is your advice segment, but I had a, a possible suggestion. Okay. Which is since it is older ladies, maybe he if he wants to ask, I thought maybe he could like get some little soaps. Uh, and you know something nice to to leave right. the bathroom even better than it was before. Right. And he said he could say, "Hey, I got these little items for the bathroom because I know you guys like to keep it nice in there. Would you mind if I used that um, and I'll keep it tidy?" That's that's how I would approach it if I were going to ask. Is a sort of peace offering. Uh, yeah, to, and that's not a bad idea. You know, bring in a little air freshener or a yeah a, a nice tissue holder or whatever and um <clears throat> well i think if he if he decides that these are these women are um approachable you know it depends i i can see where they might exclude him to a degree or he they might all eat lunch together or something i'm yeah. not sure the dynamics of their group but if he's going to talk to them i think a a, um, a little offering like that to show his intent is is perfect really i think as women we think everybody we think men go into the bathroom and just are still little boys there's going to be water all over the sink there yeah. the the hand wipe is not going to make it into the the uh, trash can and frequently that's the truth yeah here at the onion ink offices it's certainly the truth um the uh, oh come on oh yeah by 9.30 a.m. every morning, the men's bathroom is basically like Normandy in there. It's just a disaster. There's paper towels all over the floor. There's water all over the uh, sink area. Um, yeah, it's not a good scene. Well, then I don't. I hold out no hope for Odd Duck. Well, I'm, Odd Duck sounds much more civilized than your average. I mean, you know, there's a lot of young 20-something guys working here who frankly, don't know how to clean up after themselves. Well, I hope they listen to this and take a hint. <laughs> I hope they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that, okay, so uh, I think we've given Odd Duck some good advice. Uh, Two options, I think. Yeah. To just start and and not mention it or or to come with the peace offerings and... Okay, so that's for that's Odd Duck taken care of as best as uh, Mom and I, I can manage. Yeah, I feel like we let him down. I was so sure we had the solution, but now I sort of feel like we might have let him down. Well, we did our best, and if you'd like us to do our best for you, send your question to askmom at avclub.com, and we would love to hear from you. We would love, love, love another great question like that. Not yeah. about poop, but another great question. <laughs> Great. Thank well, that question wasn't about poop, but you know no. what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Odd Duck. And uh, let's move on to our reviews, huh, Mom? Uh, I, I'm ready. Okay. Well, we've got a double header today. We are looking at both the $100,000 Pyramid and Match Game on ABC. Uh, let's start with Pyramid, huh, Mom? Yes, let's. Okay. As part of its Sunday Fun and Games lineup for summer this year, ABC has revived the $100,000 Pyramid. It's an update of the classic word association game that, hosted by Dick Clark, found success in daytime TV throughout the 70s and 80s, but never quite found its groove again after Clark's departure from the Pyramid franchise. This new version has Michael Strahan guiding contestants and celebrity players through the pressure-packed journey to the winner's circle. Your retirement, your wedding, your birthday. Things you plan for. 
um, your graduation day. Things that, things that you celebrate. Bananas. The Bradys. Things that start with the letter B. The Bradys. The Bradys. A bunch. Things that are The $100,000 Pyramid airs Sundays on ABC at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Check your local listings if you have such a thing. Mom, has the pyramid been restored to its former glory? Not even close. Not even close? No. Why not? Well, there's a lot that's right, Mm -hmm. but it's mostly with the set and... um, I, I do not like Michael Strahan. I just think he lacks, he has no style. He's not funny. He's not serious. He's, huh? I love him. No, you don't. I do. I think he's the you best host since Dick. You just think you do. No, I don't. I like that he, I like that he's comfortable enough to get in there and make fun of the players after they say something silly during the round. He's much looser and uh, in the flow of the game than I expected him to be. I really think he's sharp, much better than... Donny Osmond or John Davidson or... Um... Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. But, you know, to me it was like Dick Clark was like going to university and Michael Strahan is like going to community college. <laughs> okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with uh, community college either. I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's a different caliber. Plus, the first show I saw, I didn't. I think I didn't see the first one. Yeah. I think I saw the second one that had Snoop Dogg. Oh, and, and Martha Stewart. And boy, what a bomb that was, I thought. That was, uh, yeah, that was actually the third episode. The first half of the third episode had Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg, and uh, they were both. Snoop Dogg, at least, was into the game. Martha, I think her, uh, if they had a shot of her medicine cabinet, the Quaaludes bottle would be empty. <laughs> I think she cleared that out for the taping. That's Good funny. God. That's funny, because I thought, I thought she's acting like she's on trial again. Yeah. It was awful. I guess in her mind she was, but she was not having any fun. Why did she even show up? I have no idea. I don't, it's, she, you know, she's not your average party girl. I mean, she's, she's, you know, she's refined and she's perfection. You know, she's not fun. No, she's not warm uh, or at all easygoing. She's totally stiff and... I don't know. I really, I've always been kind of charmed by Martha Stewart, despite her, because I think it's funny that someone with this personality could find such success in the media world. Although she's right. not exactly a world a world beater anymore, but she's still an icon. So I find her amusing and endearing as a public figure. But yeah, as a pyramid player, she was terrible. But did you see maybe Rosie O'Donnell and Kathy and Jimmy play? No, I didn't see Or even that. later that uh, in that same episode, I thought they had some better players. Did you see last night? Yes, I did. No, I thought Michael was maybe coming into his own last night. Michael's gotten better and better. I mean, he was clearly nervous at first, but so would anyone be. I'm sure Dick Clark wasn't, you know, Mr. Polish on his first episode either. True. And, you know, I tend to be a very hard marker. And I did think that he was better last, last night. Although, I'm not sure 
uh, about the celebrities. The celebrities have been a little hit or miss, but uh, let's yeah. see. We had Rosie O'Donnell, Kathy and Jimmy. They were great. Anna Gasteyer and uh, Rachel Dratch also were both fantastic. Um, Ken Jeong and Tisha Campbell Martin were pretty good. Let me tell you who was a surprise this week. I've only seen the first half of this week, uh, but Bellamy Young from Scandal. I assume you don't know her. Do you watch right, Scandal? I didn't know who she was. And Weird Al Yankovic, I thought were pretty good. I thought they were very good. And I thought that they they uh, embraced the game the way I want the yes. celebrities to embrace it. Exactly. I just want you to get into the game. And I don't, I you know, don't be better than the game. When you right. show up, to, you can be any, all kinds of goofy, let your personality show, but don't right. be better than the game because that's just poison for me. Exactly. I don't care how hilarious you are otherwise. We're show, show up to play the game. Right. And that's one thing I didn't like about Snoop. You know, he was getting up and dancing and all that. And I thought, sit the hell down. <laughs> he wouldn't even look at his partner either, which is pretty essential. To... Didn't he have sunglasses on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, thanks so much for showing up and staying in character, you jackass. Yeah, and I feel sorry for the contestants who get paired with those stinky players. Right, I, I agree. I agree, because so much of it is really uh, depends on a sort of, I think, that instant um, connection. Yes, yes. Of, of some, you know, whatever kind you could have in a minute of meeting somebody, but it's important. And if you can't see someone's eyes, you have no idea what's going on back there. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. But I also understand have they, have they have to have a combination of sort of stunt interest casting and uh, actual players. Because by the time the $100,000 pyramid of the 80s, which I think is the most finely tuned version of that uh, mm -hmm. show, $100,000 pyramid in the 80s with Dick Clark, they mm -hmm. basically had like a half dozen contestants who they kept circling it through there. I mean, how many times did you see Charlie Siebert or Henry Pollock II yeah. or Shelley Smith, all of whom were great players? Fantastic. Um, and yeah. I didn't mind that at all, but it's hard to recapture that now with a whole new batch of celebrities. Right, right. Um, and I think that's a good point. I mean, I think the whole the whole genre of show business is very different now and more embracing with music, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the set briefly. I think this is the best set since the 80s. I and definitely agree. Finally... The trilons, they're called, but the little blocks with the categories on them and everything, they actually turn. And I'm so, I can't tell you how happy that made me, because ever since uh, Clark left, they've had these TV screens that just yeah. change. And that is yeah. not the same. And I was so tired of game show producers acting like that was the same thing. They've got to flip. It, there's so much more drama that way, and these these turn so nicely. They even have a little sound effect, which is gilding the little lily a little bit. Uh, but um, they have a little sound effect for the turnings as they sort yeah. of sweep yeah. and click into place. Very high tech. I can live with that. Uh, me too. Me too. I'm. I feel like this is what if the Dick Clark version had stayed on forever. I feel like this is what it would look like today, if it kept being updated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it it it, uh, it behooves them to embrace some of that old stuff because it worked. 
Exactly right. Exactly right. And I talked about this in my Match Game review on the site, and we're going to talk about Match Game in a little bit. But, you know, just because these shows went off the air, it didn't mean there was something terribly wrong with them necessarily right. or that the world had passed them by. It just means that people maybe got tired of it after a decade, which yeah. is pretty reasonable. I mean, in Pyramid's case, two decades. Wow. Really? Yeah, Pyramid, I think, premiered 73, and the Clark's version went off the air in 88 or 89, tail end of the 80s. Um, okay. That's a pretty, I mean, and there were various, there was 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, all those different things. Uh, but in one form or another, it basically lasted that long, which how many TV shows make it that long? Not many. <laughs> I don't know. How does the money compare, like, in in the market? How does the money Oh, you mean like how much is $100,000 now compared to yeah. then? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Who's the best uh, celebrity player you've seen so far, do you think? I wish I'd seen Rosie. How was she? Very good. I mean, yeah. what do you think? Of course, she's going to be good. a sharp cookie. She yeah. is. Yeah. The best one I saw, I think, was uh, the, was last night. Was uh, was last night. Bellamy Young. Yeah. Yeah. She was fantastic. Um Rosie was good. Anna Gosteyer and Rachel Dratch were both very good. Anyway, I've been through them. So yeah, what, that doesn't surprise me though, because as writers, words would be their good point. Good point. Yeah, their milieu. That's right. So I would be happy to be paired with a writer. Yeah, a comedian writer who knows how to play with words, and yeah, I didn't even think of that, but of course. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to watch it because I, I think it's um, very enjoyable, and I hope they decide to continue it. Well, uh, what I suspect is that both this and Match Game are potential, uh, this isn't really the term for it, but backdoor pilots for a daily yeah. syndicated series. Now, I don't know, I don't know if um, Michael Strahan would necessarily host the daytime version of this or if Alec Baldwin would host daytime match game, but I think that maybe they would consider that. Um, I also don't know the ratings on these, how, how well they've done. But there yeah. seems to be a lot of enthusiasm around them, so I hope they're doing well. Do you think Michael Strahan gets out of bed and says, what the hell am I doing? Oh my, I mean, first he's... he's a, on, yeah, go ahead. First he's on Kelly with Kelly and yeah. whatever, yeah. which I don't watch, so... Uh, whatever, mm -hmm. and now he's hosting a game show. Well, and he's jumped from Kelly to Good Good Morning America. There right, was that whole exactly, scandal. Yeah, and of course he's on the football on Fox when football's happening. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's on their panel too, so he gets around. He's wow, he I'm, must have a fabulous agent. I but he's talented. I'm really wowed by him because I mean. Look, you don't think of a football player hosting one of the trickiest word games in television history. You know, that True. doesn't that's not your go-to personality, I don't think. So when I heard he was hosting this, I thought, hmm, I don't know about this. But he's very good You're at so it. You're so open-minded, because I thought, ah, oh, this is going to stink. Well, you know, after you get over the initial shock of no one ever being as good as Dick Clark at hosting this particular game, I think yeah. that you'll find Michael appealing. And I do like that he... He mixes it up and has fun with the game instead of just hosting it in this sort of straightforward manner. Do you remember Donny Osmond? Oh, I that, don't watch that. That was the worst version. So everything wrong. Everything they could have gotten wrong on that version, they did get wrong. What is your grade, Mom, for ABC's new $100,000 pyramid? 
I'm going to give it a B plus. Okay. Wow, that's very good. Because I, uh, I have, uh, I have hope for it. Yeah, you could tell it was done by people who care and get what made the original show work. Yes. Yes. And I felt like they really loved it. Yes, you want that feeling, don't you? Yeah. And that's what I felt. Yep. Well, I think the same goes for Match Game, but we'll see as we talk about that. Let's move on. Ready, Ma? Yes. Following Pyramid every Sunday this summer is Match Game, the Alec Baldwin-hosted revival of the delightfully cheesy 70s hit. Once again, contestants compete to match celebrities' answers to corny, fill-in-the-blank setups. The goofball humor and free-flowing booze give Match Game a fun party atmosphere, if done right. Peach Ready has a new baked good on the market. It's the glazed, sweaty log. And it's the tastiest thing you'll ever put in your blank. Peach Sweaty has a new baked good on the market. It's the glazed, sweaty log. And it's the tastiest thing you'll ever put in your blank. Just think of the filthiest thing you can, Match Game airs Sundays on ABC at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. And again, check your local listings. Mom, is Alec Baldwin a good match for this old format? He is. He sure is. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Now, this I already reviewed on the site. I know you read that um, yeah. that piece about this, and you know how delighted I am about the show. I just, as a preface, before we get into your impressions, I do want to say that I have not seen this week's episode yet. Because they asked the first question, uh, and I was, let me tell you, I'm sorry to go on, but let me set this no, up a little ahead, bit. please do. Because I, we went to a, a barbecue with Anna's book club and their families, and it was a whole thing to get the baby out there. You know how it is to go anywhere with the baby. Yeah, yeah. And so the whole day I was saying, I'm going to have a great attitude about this. I'm going to be good father, good husband, and do it all right. And the whole day I was just thinking, because I'll have match game at the end of the day. And right. all I have to do is make it to match game. So match game starts up. We'd watch one of the pyramid games to sort of let the commercials build up on match game. So the and uh, started it up on the DVR. Uh, Alec asks the first question, the music kicks in, and then at that instant, the Chicago ABC affiliate cuts to uh, weather alert for the rest of the whole... Oh my God! For the whole damn hour, they were and look. In fairness, there was a tornado warning warning in Kankakee, which is uh, down the road a little bit. But they were clearly just staying on milking the, it. Milking it. You know, suddenly we've got the ten day forecast, and I was just beside myself. I was so. Weren't you? I was more upset than I should have been. But you know, I built it up. It was my goal for the day. It was my reward it was for prize. the day. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it killed me. So I haven't seen this week's episode yet. I got to see it on Hulu or something. Uh, but oh. well, I want to know. I mean, and I know we're just getting. I just want to say this. When did weather become <laughs> such a star and a phenomenon? Oh, my, my God. I just I didn't know what to do with myself. Well, I'm glad that you know how I feel now when Judge Judy is preempted because there's a thunderstorm rolling through Massachusetts. Hey, look, I've always known how you feel because I remember the uh, summer of uh, Desert Shield or Storm. But whenever oh. the first time we got involved in Iraq, the price yeah. is right, which, as you well know, during the summers, 
the price is right was a staple for me the fact that was the biggest feature of the summer the fact yeah. that i got to be not in school when the price right. is right was on and they were constantly preempting it so fucking norman schwarzkopf i'm sorry but that's how i feel about I it agree. could get up because there they, and yeah they couldn't wait for the 12 o'clock news they had to show it to you at 11 o'clock yeah, they had to show it to you live and he never said anything and oh it, that was the summer of agony so Oh, preemption blues. But let's get back to talking about the show that we have seen. Uh, tell yes. me why you like Alec Baldwin, and then we'll get into the panel. Or why don't you actually tell the folks how this game works, because people might be less familiar with it if they haven't seen it. Well, it's a, it's a wonderful uh, show. There's a panel of six uh, stars, quote, unquote, <laughs> uh, and two contestants that play a game of fill-in-the-blank with questions that... Um, have a range, and sometimes they have naughty intentions, and other times they're just funny questions. Right. And the contestants have to match as many celebrities as they can. Yeah, it's a it's a loose game, though. As as game shows go, it's not that the game isn't important, but sometimes one contestant gets an easier joke than the other yeah. one, and it's just that's part of the game. It happens. Right. I think Rosie O'Donnell and Titus Burgess should be in the Brett Summers and Charles Nelson Riley yeah. spots for good. Do you yeah, agree? That's what I have in my notes. Yeah. That's what I have in my notes. They get it. They uh they they totally got it. They were perfect. Silly, the right amount of silliness. I love Rosie, you know that. Well, I I mean, maybe people have their political issues with her, but I don't know how you couldn't love her on these shows because she has exactly the right spirit. She does. And that's all I'm basing this on. I'm not, I don't care about anything else. Right, which is nice, yeah. And, and that's, that's how you watch a game show. You know, you get a beer or a glass of iced tea and you sit down and you just get ready to smile at this show. I love this show. I love the set. Um, oh, I really, I watched every second of this show. I loved it right from the very first second I saw it. And what do you like about the set? The, the shag rug. I know, right? I love it. And you know, I grew up when people had shag in their houses, and I can't imagine why we did. It is so ugly. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know how we vacuumed it. You know, we all had it. Yeah, how did you vacuum it? I don't know. I know they sold special rakes to do oh lord yeah i don't but i don't i mean i can't imagine that the vacuum cleaner didn't just swoosh it all up i have a question for you yeah does it make you want to get that microphone again the uh do you mean does it make me want to get that actual the ecm 51 the game show mic yeah i have one Oh, you never told me that you got one you told me you were looking for one for years i looked on ebay and I did finally get one. I found one that was in the condition that was an accept acceptable to me. And I, a few months ago, I got one. I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but uh, yeah. It's, oh, that's nice. It's pretty cool. So I do have one, and I'm just really looking for an opportunity to use it. Uh, well, that might be coming up, right? <laughs> well, I can't talk about that, though. Okay. But you know who else I loved? Who? Michael Ian Black. Oh, he was good, too. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know where... I would love to see him on there all the time, but I don't know which spot would be right for him. Uh, maybe the first spot. 
You think? So for people who don't know, there's two tiers. There's six celebrities, and there's two tiers, upper tier and lower tier. And uh, on the top, it goes boy, girl, boy. And on the bottom, it goes girl, boy, girl. Very uh, egalitarian. And the first position in each tier is sort of just a general player. You can have anyone in there. And then you've got uh, the classic, the Brett Summers and Charles Nelson Riley spots on the top. Those are two regulars. And then on the bottom, you generally want a regular in the middle and sort of a wild card at the end. But the first mm-hmm. position in each tier is just sort of a catch-all. You know, right. anybody who's just reasonably good at playing the game. I think Michael Ian Black could be in that first position. They put him in the Charles position one week, um, and he was fine there. But I just think Titus Burgess and Rosie O'Donnell have such a wonderful chemistry that those yeah. two do belong yeah. together. The, but also, one thing that is missing is the ding when you put your card in. Um, well, it would only ding for the uh, uh, head-to-head match for the in the bonus round. It didn't ding when people put their cards in? No, it would just light up. Are you sure? Uh, do you want to argue this point with me again, or are you you're just going to accept that, yes, I am sure? Uh, well, I'm going to have to look at some of my, some of my back episodes and see, because I thought... I thought it did ding. Six dings every on every question? No. Yeah. No, all it did was light up when they slid the paper yeah, in. Yeah, I guess you're right. They all seem right. to have a little trouble getting it, as they say, all the way in on this one, yes. don't they? It seems like they've created maybe not as user-friendly um, stations as they did last time, although they have cup holders now. Cup holders, that's new. Yep. That's cute. Because they used to complain when people brought drinks up on the yeah. stage. Well, Brett always had a drink, and that was they would make fun of her for that. Yes. And sometimes Charles did, too. Yes. I miss them, though, don't you? Uh, how could you not? It makes me a little nostalgic when I see the show. It makes me feel a little sad that they're really gone, and, eh, you know, it's sad. At least we remember them. That's true. That's true. But wouldn't it be fun to have Fanny Flag on? Oh, that would be great. Um, Patty Deutsch also uh, in the comments on my uh, write-up, somebody uh, expressed a desire in Patty Deutsch coming back, and why not? Yeah, she was very funny. She was very funny and quirky. And I did think that Anna Gasteyer gave a little nod to Fanny Flag when she... Uh, she had a T-shirt on that said "Hot Mess," H-A-U-T-E. <laughs> I didn't notice that. No. That's cute. Yeah, I bet you. I bet maybe it was a little nod because Fanny would always have for people who don't know, which I imagine is ninety-nine percent of people. Um, <laughs> Fanny would. Uh, Fanny Flag is. She wrote uh, "Fried Green Tomatoes," right, Mom? Right. Not. She right. hadn't written it at the time, but she uh, is a writer, um, and she uh, is. How shall I put this? Copiously endowed, shall we say. And she used to sort of poke fun at that by wearing these T-shirts where these slogans would be stretched out across her chest. And it being the 70s, somebody on the panel or Gene himself would make some sidelong remark about it. And uh, it, it was all in good fun. Although right. I don't think you could get away with quite that same uh, atmosphere today. Well, no, today it would just be, you know, as they used to say, letting it all hang out. <laughs> They used to say that. I don't know what that means, but uh, well. And now let's just talk about Alec. Okay. What? You know, I thought I didn't like Alec, and I, and maybe it, that too was a political thing. But now I can't even remember what it is. So yeah. yay, Alec. Yeah, he's great. 
um, I was a little unsure at first about the uh, little pre-written gags they have him do with the contestants. Like, he ha- yeah. always has some punchline for their little story that they tell about themselves. And at first I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of fakey. It's not quite the improvisational style of match right. game. But I'm down with it now because he does it with such amusing gusto. It's hilarious. Did you hear him when he asked the question, something about a grotto, and he said yes. to, to the audience, oh, you know, well, uh, where are you from, Ohio? Yeah, well, I know you have no idea what a grotto <laughs> is. Yeah. I thought, he, you know, I just think he's sharp and funny, and I just love him in this role. Yeah, I think he's perfect, and I agree. That was a moment that I picked out in my uh, essay on the site. When he started mixing it up with the crowd a little bit, because that's it just contributes to that sort of party atmosphere. And again, it was something that Gene would do a lot. Right. Right. Although I think Alex pokes fun at himself a little more than maybe Gene ever did. You know, Gene was yes. sort of um, the the commander of the party. But, you know, Alex, Alec, I'm sorry, I keep calling him that's Alex. Right. His name is Alec. Um, said something about when he was 34, his wife was in the fourth grade. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he has a great delivery, don't you think? He does. There seems to be at least one uh, self-inflicted jab in each episode uh, where Alec makes fun of himself. And one of the first questions was about uh, him and the Baldwin brothers, too. Right. And I thought, oh, God, here we go. But it isn't <laughs> like that. No, it's not. Uh, I could not, I didn't think they would ever get match game right again. And I just, uh, you know, I have a passion for it. I have, you've heard my uh, 60 minute talk about the history of match game. Oh, you know, and really, you should take that because that's just so wonderful. Oh, thank you, Mom. Um, I'd love to present it to a wider public uh, sometime. But uh, I didn't think that, that people understood how to get it right but i think that abc the producers um on the on this team and the network executives they didn't tamper with it too much they just went back to the 70s version and said okay what worked and how can we how can we do that in a 2016 context so yes the questions are the humor is a little bawdier um although i have to say it's politically correct in some other ways that you wouldn't stuff you wouldn't have worried about in the 70s you can't really do quite as much now so it goes both ways people think right. that it's just totally raunchier but it's it's not there's certain sensitivities that are different now uh, i think they hit that pretty well they're still figuring out the writing a little bit and i agree with you the set just speaks volumes you must have a set that moves if you're going to make a game show worth a damn uh, and not just bells and whistles and flashing no, like, you know, as much as I admire Millionaire and think that's a great game show, they set a trend that I think worked for Millionaire, but was unfortunately copied on so many other shows where just sort of these yeah. music stings and changes in lighting yeah. um, were used instead of actual motion. And that's just not the same. Again, on Millionaire, it, it, it did work, but it right. became a trend that did not work. Right. And I think... And and I don't know exactly why. Maybe a certain period of time has to pass before people can embrace the old again. Maybe maybe everybody has to have new and improved and different for a little while before they are willing to look to the past hmm. and, and bring it back again in, in, in the good parts of it. 
Interesting, interesting point. I think that's right. Because that's that's what was so crappy about all the imitations before. All the other remakes. All the other remakes, right. Yeah. You know, new, better, well, not really, but... Yeah, uh, the formula worked. It didn't need to be made better or more complex. It's so simple, it's so basic, and it's so funny. It's hard to trust that, though. I think it's hard for TV producers to trust that the basic setup is going to work without yeah. them getting their fingers in there and, and messing it up. Exactly. I, I think that's it exactly. And to bring Alec in, I mean, I just really had, I hate to say that, but, you know, I just had no expectation. I thought this is a guy that can do lines and, and act, but... Yeah. I would just love to go have dinner with him, and I'd probably choke on my steak. I linked to this in my piece, but if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to listen to it. He did an interview a few years ago with uh, David Letterman on his uh, now-defunct podcast, Here's the Thing. Um, And if you just search for Alec Baldwin podcast, David Letterman, it should come up. Um, And it is fascinating to listen to Letterman talk about broadcast history, both personally and uh, both his personal broadcast history and the industry history. And you also get a sense of why Alec Baldwin is good at this job, how he has more of an appreciation for broadcasting as opposed to just acting. Um, Very much worth a listen. And I recommend it, of course, to the Mom on Pop listeners as well. Okay. Do you think he's going to have his brothers on? I don't know. Good question. Well, I don't know. I just wondered if you thought he might. Well, I love this show. I I couldn't recommend. I would recommend it to everybody. I just think it's wonderful. It's great for summer weekends. It's a great way oh. to cap off a summer weekend, uh, unless apparently if there's a tornado warning somewhere <laughs> in the hundred mile radius. Oh God! <laughs> Weather. You know, you got the weather channel if you want to see the weather. Plus, and I promised myself I was done ranting about this, but I just have to say one more thing. I get that people need to be made aware of these things, but just put the stripe at the bottom, the the crawl that says there's a banner, right? That's all you need. And, you know, tell people to go to your website or listen to this radio station or whatever for more information. But there's no need for for the ABC affiliate to ruin Match Game for the whole city of Chicago and the surrounding area because there's, I mean, because there's a tornado warning. There's You can let people know about that without ruining it for everyone. That's what I think. And I'm trying to be as understanding as I am to the fact that people need this information, safety, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. But I also want to watch my match game, damn it, at the end of a long day. Well, and I'm going to tell you this one, too, because this is, this is the one that always gets me. Uh, if you're traveling on 495, make sure... These people are in their car. They're not watching television. (laughs) They already know whatever's going on at 495. That's hilarious. I never even thought about that. That's so true, though. Ridiculous. I'm just done with the weather. (laughs) I'm done. I don't want to know about it. I'll watch the Weather Channel. I know you have tornadoes out there. I know it's a little different out there, but yeah. I didn't know when we moved out here that there's tornadoes in Chicago. <laughs> Did I you know, know that? Well, Michigan was first, so there yeah, you go. That's right. Let me just tell that. Have we ever told that story on the podcast? I think we have. I'm going to tell it again. I don't care. 
Mom and I drove out to Chicago together when I moved out here. She very sweetly came down to Brooklyn, and we saw the movers off with all of our stuff, and then we had a rented minivan packed with some stuff and the cats. Who are those poor cats? So we, those poor kitty cats. We drive 13 hours straight. We only stopped once, right? right. To get yep. Arby's, which was a total disappointment. Ah, oh, terrible. And, uh, but we drive pretty much straight through. I drive, and Mom keeps me company. Um, and the whole time, we um, yep. are just waiting for when we have to pass through Michigan. And, it's just, oh, Michigan must be next. That became the, the slogan, basically, of the trip. And then um, we come up on the Illinois state line, which basically puts you right into <laughs> Chicago. And that is the moment at which we realized that we were not going to be passing through Michigan. That's how embarrassing. You know, that was... Um, remember when we were having uh, that chat with Nathan and we didn't know what Canadian provinces border, <laughs> border New yes. England? This is like that. We're just... Our <laughs> geographical knowledge is so provincial. Oh. But let me tell you what, Ma, nobody out here knows how all the states, knows all the states in the Northeast. So it it really is a, it goes both ways, I guess I'll say that. (laughs) We're all a bunch of snobs. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I forget how we get on that, but that's funny. Uh, all right, Mom, what is your grade for uh, the new match game on ABC? Oh, hi, uh, this gets an A++. Yeah, good job. Um, I just love it, and... You know, if you think you don't like game shows, I'm telling you, Sunday night, crack a beer, get a box of pretzels, sit down, and really enjoy this. You'll you'll laugh. You will laugh, and it'll be a great start to the week. Um, do you watch the show that kicks off this Sunday block, Celebrity Family Feud? Oh, my God. I thought we weren't going to talk about this. Well, let's just hit it real quick. What a what a dog practice. Terrible. Terrible. Awful. I like... Steve- I like Steve Harvey. Before you get yeah. in on Steve Harvey, I oh, go okay. Go ahead. You know, I like Steve Harvey. I like about five minutes of Steve Harvey. I don't need him <laughs> doing his walk around the stage and uh, I, it, it's too much. He, he's too much in the game. It's too much about him. Do you think so? Well, I, I do. I think it's always here's an answer, and now here's Steve's reaction. I think that's fair. I, I think that the questions are written that way, too. I mean, everything is about penises yeah. now. And yeah. I, it's it's strange to me that the show that comes on first is the raunchiest. I mean, I think it's even more so than Match Game. Um, or maybe Match Game at least has a little cleverness to it, whereas Family Feud is so dumb. But I just think it's strange to have a Family Feud you can't watch with your family. Yeah. You know, Match Game's on at 10, so I think that's fine. The kids are in bed by then. Um, right. It's on at nine here in Chicago, but the schedules are earlier here too. Uh, but I think to have it on at eight, seven central, a show that, that is that, I don't know, sleazy. It's really gross to me. It's gross. And, you know, I'm 64 years old almost. Uh, I've probably heard the word penis enough or even vagina <laughs> enough. I've just heard it enough. It's not funny. It's not a funny word to me anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, they never say, do they ever say penis? They are always so cute about it. Oh, yeah. my God. No, yeah. And wait, did you see last night's show? No. No. Uh, you know, they've, they've got these cute little names for everything. You know, uh, uh, milk pillows, 
was the one they used last night for um, breasts. You want to guess? Yeah, I guess breasts. Ding, 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 ding. Milk pillows. Milk pillows. Uh, and have you seen the new To Tell the Truth? No. Well, don't bother. Oh, really? Yeah. Who does that? Anthony Anderson is the host of that one, and I'm not. Sh- he's he's a funny comedian. I'm not sure he's really cut out to be a host. But really, uh, the the To Tell the Truth remake is everything you worried they would screw up about Match Game. <laughs> they actually screwed up about To Tell the Truth. That this is a prime example of a bad quote unquote updated game show format. Wow. And there again, another simple, interesting premise, right? Yeah, lie detection. That's that's all you need for to tell yeah. the truth. And some amusing panelists who are engaged with the game. That to me is not so tricky. But uh, this, I mean, the fir- first thing about to tell the truth, and I guess it'll be the last thing because you haven't seen it. I don't want to get too deep into it. But they, all the um, panelists have notes and they have questions like scripted questions for them to ask so they're not do you know what i mean like they're not just sort of having a conversation as they would on the old one uh, maybe you should take a look at it just because it's such a mess but it is not very good Stupid. it's it's bad it, it's just badly produced and badly conceived and it's everything that match game isn't bring back i've got a secret too i want to see that too <laughs> Okay, Mom, that wraps it up for our big game show double header. This is going to be a long one. It's one of our longer well, episodes in I, a while. I think we had a lot of stuff to cover. We and sure did. I hope, uh, I hope people without bathroom problems will ask questions. That's right. Send your advice questions into askmom at avclub.com, and Mom will answer them on the podcast. Let's have and some. And you will too. I will. I, I'll weigh in a little bit. Yeah. Let's have some questions this time, people. Come on. What's wrong in your life? Let mom fix it. Well, something, something. You know, your mother in law, your girlfriend, anything. <laughs> little something, something. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Is that very not well, right? I think that maybe doesn't mean exactly what you. Uh, Oh, yeah. see, I don't, that's, I don't know what that means then, if it means something okay. else. Okay, I'll tell you off the air. For now, I'm going to uh, thank you, Mom, as always, for your insights, and thank you all for listening. Hey, subscribe on iTunes, so uh, I know our episode schedule is erratic, but if you subscribe on iTunes, whenever we put a new one up, you'll get it ASAP. You'll, in fact, you'll get it even before the folks on avclub.com get it. And if you like the show, give us a little rating, because that helps, too. We'll be back soon. So long for now. 